<laughs> yeah. I can say that. Yeah, you know, it's brotherly love. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Don't don't get it twisted. Now. All right. Well, All right. I won't. I won't. All right. YouTube is receiving content apparently. Oh, there we go. There we go. It always says receiving content, and then it says that we've been live for like ten minutes. So I really don't understand. Oh, what that if means. you grab my if you grab my thing, then I I have my GIF is like my icon's a GIF. So if you just grab my logo, no nobody's gonna see my GIF, man. Well, it's unfortunately, okay. unfortunately, it's a, it's that's okay. that's that's essentially all I did. Um, but, so, <laughs> and <laughs> that voice of the very uh, complicated, uh, gif-bearing individual is our guest tonight. Xbox four four eight. What's going on? Oh man, what, what's going on, everybody? I am back on four guys. I, I I'm telling you guys, I wait in line from their special guests. Like I I picked like the deli ticket, and it was like number two thousand forty seven, but. Uh, the line went pretty quick, so I'm glad that I am back on this show. Absolutely love being here with my homies, and let's talk about these things. Because like I said, I got a different angle that I haven't shared with anybody. It's going to be a Four Guys with Quarters exclusive. All right, all right. I'm 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 excited that we're going to get some exclusive content tonight. By the yes, way, this sir. is uh, episode 165 forgot to mention that at the beginning i know xbot usually on your podcast which is doing very well by the way i did listen to it last week um and sorry about your loss to k mega of course on the gameplay oh my goodness dude i swear he's paying people did he pay any of you guys no 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 he did not i cannot confirm nor deny (laughs) (laughs) how do you win with ssx gameplay where your character is is on their keister that's right. I said keister, people. On their keister 80% of the time. I don't know how it's done. Man. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I think he uh, stuffed the ballot box, so to speak, mm-hmm. in that one. A little bit. A little bit. Um, but anyway, welcome. Welcome, Xbox. appreciate you being here again. And that Deli Counter thing is not necessarily true, but it is true that we haven't had him on for a long time. Too long, as a matter of fact. So um, we're really happy to have you back on, of course. It's all good, man. You guys, you guys are are part of my extended family. And anytime I can get on here, like you know, barring anything with the family or anything like that, I am I am right at my computer, ready to go, man. Excellent, appreciate that, man. Really do. Um, people are already asking in in YouTube why we're why there are no videos. Uh, it's because we're in Hangouts right now, and I don't the way I have this set up. If if the video switches a lot, then it's gonna screw up so uh we had to do hangouts tonight because discord was was uh, a little bit of an issue but anyway back to the introductions we've got italian clowns i love the new logo by the way oh thanks man what's up everybody i know it's it's not necessarily new but we usually don't see the logo because usually we see that uh that ghetto that ghetto green screen you got going on but not tonight (laughs) i guess oh yeah home belt one that's awesome I wish I could show it off tonight, man, because Jizzle will be jealous of this thing. You might have it's like to a do, $12 green screen. You might have to do like an instructional video or something on uh, how to make a $12 green screen at some point with uh, with a little bit of Walmart stuff, right? You got all the stuff hey, at Walmart, right? Yeah, a moving clothes hanger, uh, some like felt cloth and Gorilla Glue. It works pretty well. Nice, nice. Next up, and making 165th straight appearance, it's ZPCI Assassin. What's going on, guy? Hi. 
Wow. You know, your enthusiasm week in and week out is just phenomenal. Top notch, you know, I'm, making. Yeah. I'm still I'm waiting for the episode where it's it's just going to be accepted that he is a part of the crew because he's had so many appearances consecutively. <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting to hear it as like, you know, a regular or uh, part of the panel or something like that, man. I can't you wait know. for that episode. It's going to be you're going to have to put that like everywhere in social media. Yeah. We're gonna throw a party. There we go. See, now we need the boogie bomb right above assassin on screen. No. <laughs> Throw that in there above him. Could we do that, assassin? If we could get a uh, you know a fake boogie bomb sent to you, and will you dance on camera for us? Absolutely not. Oh, you did a Fantasia. Yeah, but that was no. no. And you think yeah. you could take on the X bot and rock band? Come on. Yep. Uh, Wow, it's been a while, and um, there are rumors and rumors of rumors that uh, the community right rockout might be making a, a a return in about a month or so. I I can't confirm nor deny it, but you know, um, if I can use that, if it does come out, I can use it as a, a tutorial for for assassin. I'll, I'll definitely do that as well. Let him know how to get tutorial. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice. You really, you really should uh, bring that back, and you should absolutely make sure you tag in harmonics like every time you go live because their presence right now on streaming platforms is like bigger than ever, way bigger than ever. Well, I dude, I, I actually, I, I, it only had to be, it has to be just a live show because, like, I get, um, I have like automatic monetization uh, on my channel, right? So, um. If I don't remember to take it off, my my that video gets banned. So right. if if we can talk to harmonics or something, and let them know like I'm doing this for the community, and if they can find some rhyme or reason to mm-hmm. just not take my videos off, like I I don't care about the monetization part. I do that. That's strictly for you know everybody in the community, just everybody hanging out. I wanted a a place where uh, m- different gamers will come together and possibly become friends, end up playing games together and stuff like that. So that's, that's what the core thing with the community rock out, um, is I- I'll say is, you know, I-, I-, I didn't know if I should say was, I'm trying to keep it kind of in limbo on whether or not it's coming back. Yeah. Cats on the back. It's coming, it's coming back. It's, yeah, it's coming back. It's yeah. coming back. People. Of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know, we know some people at harmonics. We may be able to help you there. We, uh, can you know, you know, Assassin's got like a farm, so it can set up a stage there. Again, <laughs> every person in Wisconsin owns a farm. Look at Milwaukee. Do you think? Be like instead of Woodstock, Assassin's actually, you know it's, what I mean? Milli- it's Milwaukee A. Okay, that's how you pronounce it. It's not Milwaukee, man. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, <laughs> if you go there, you get free cheese. <laughs> wow. Well, you can probably find a place for you have good free cheese. Oh, let's well, set me up then. And oh, set me up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, anyway, we do have some gaming topics to talk about tonight. A very special one that you heard the tease at the beginning. Xbox going to give his uh, very unique, un- not often talked about, not talked about at all, as a matter of fact. Not take, at all. Take on Undercover this. until tonight, man. Absolutely. So he's going to bring us that very special take that he hasn't even put out on his channel. I, I've noticed, actually, Xbox, before we get into these topics, that you've been putting out uh, more videos lately on your channel than uh, just next podcast. You've been doing a lot more stuff. I, I watched your uh, Burnout one that was actually really good. And if you haven't watched that, go check out that Burnout Paradise 
analysis of digital foundries analysis because i agree yeah. with you 100 on that you want to show that how are they doing that if the remaster is coming out you know tomorrow anyway i'm like that makes no sense they're just kind of like fluffing up their video library they're trying to build up their clicks and whatnot so. yeah yeah and i've noticed yeah i've noticed they've done a lot of that recently and you know like i value the tools that they have but some of the things they come out with i'm just like why are you even putting this out like their video on the nintendo switch hardware like come on <laughs> that that was a little much too like it's not gonna get a refresh right now not a, a full-blown refresh like they think it is gonna but it doesn't it doesn't need it man the the whole power narrative is only between what they call traditional consoles the switch has that one thing going for it it's the world's most powerful handheld second thing going for it is nintendo first party any kind of third party that comes down the line from it is just a bonus i mean let's be honest here it's it's doing great for what it is and that that's it's being a handheld that can plug into your TV. Right, right, right. And it's doing well enough. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think Nintendo, if anyone needs to like heed that warning, because uh, doing well now. But let's see, let's see when the dust kind of settles. But it is, it is an awesome system. And I, I do enjoy it and don't regret buying it at all. But I mean, would I like to be, it to be a little more powerful? Yes, but. Doesn't really need to be. Doesn't really need to be, you know, in all honesty. So No doubt. Anyway, anyway, so we're gonna talk about what we just alluded to, the uh PUBG versus Fortnite versus Darwin project kind of uh battle of the battle royales, if if you will. Um so we'll get into that a little <coughs> bit, kind of compare and contrast and and talk about kind of why this genre has really taken off in gaming because this is like taking everyone by storm. Everyone's talking about some sort of battle Royale game of some sort in, um, you know, in, in some capacity on, on any platform, whether it be YouTube, whether it be Twitter, whether it be Twitch mixer, you know, this genre has really taken 2018 by storm, you know, even though this stuff has been out for a while and PUBG really, you know, innovated and really brought it to a whole nother level that, um, you know, it, it it's, it's, getting a lot of accessibility now now that these things are on consoles a lot more people are talking about it and so we'll take we'll get into that and uh of course a couple other topics tonight the um the biggest e3 ever for microsoft and whether or not that's a uh that's a good idea for them to move venues a little bit not necessarily move venues but uh host a wide uh amount of stuff in and away from uh the convention center and uh of course rest in peace Toys R Us. I know. It's, by the time we get there, Clowns is going to be already in tears and with wet <laughs> tissues because I'm, I'm already crying. Clowns, clowns. Every every time there was some sort of news on this Xbox in our in our Twitter chat, he would post whatever it is. What, whether it's like they're thinking about going bankrupt, they are going bankrupt. They're closing UK stores. They're closing Canada stores. Now they're closing US stores. Every every step of the way, Clowns posts it with a, maybe a little like sad emoji, cries a little bit. You know how it is. Well, he he's he's going to turn Emmett Kelly on everybody. He's going to be the sad clown tonight. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that was an Emmett Kelly reference. Who else wow. on four guys would do that? Come on now. That's true. That is true. <laughs> no one. No one. <laughs> anyway, well, before we get into the the battle of the battle royales, if you will, let's let's begin with those other couple topics. Um, first off, the biggest E3 ever from Microsoft. Uh, multiple venues. Uh, the Microsoft Theater is going to be, you know, the home of basically all of their. 
E3 events that mean anything. I mean, they're going to have a small booth, obviously, in the convention center. Um, and a lot was made of that a few weeks ago. And, you know, the booth gate, if you will, a lot of people were bitching and moaning about Microsoft not having a big booth and PlayStation not doing them again and Nintendo dominating the booth space. And now Microsoft comes out and says, you know, we're going to just take over this uh, place that's local that uh, we kind of know called uh, the Microsoft Theater, uh, no less. So... <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna take that over. They're gonna do their briefing there, which is a little unusual since they usually do it at the uh, at the Galen Center, which is uh, mm-hmm. not really necessarily that close to the convention center, but it is u- their venue of choice usually. But um, anyway, since you are the guest expert, I'll let you go first on this thing. Uh, what what do you think about all this? What do you you think this is a good move? You think this is gonna bring them to to a E three win, if you will? Well. First off, I don't I don't look at these companies as winning or losing E3. I get tired of hearing, you know, if Xbox One or PlayStation or Nintendo when they just showed Zelda and stuff like that. I, I look at this every year when this comes around, we see games that are coming out. It, and to me, it looks like the gamers one. So I, I just want to put that out there. Whenever we see new games uh, coming out to, to our favorite console, uh, just games in the industry as a whole gamers win that's who wins and and that's who i root for but i do have to say this is a brilliant move on on uh xbox's part uh when you look into the future of what microsoft is kind of like planning when it comes to xbox and gaming in general they're kind of moving in a different direction or or may i say a a faster pace than than the rest of the the gaming industry um with with a lot of things and you know, last year they they switched to Sunday and people were like, oh, my goodness, that's like a break from tradition. What's going on? And and this year they're just evolving it even more. Um, I think it's going to weed out some of the haters as well, because some 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 haters that, you know, just for some rhyme or reason, they just hate a certain piece of plastic. But if they're at E3, then they'll go to the, the conferences and stuff like that and just to end up hating on it afterwards. But some of those people, they're not motivated, so they're not going to travel that far to go to uh, the center and hear everything. Right. But, um, so I, I think it'll create some some positive momentum. I, uh, having it on a different day gives gives like gives more time for for the games and what what people have seen to kind of soak in uh, when it comes to their conference and stuff. I, I just feel like they're really. They're they're kind of they're they're hitting the ball out of the park, man. They're hitting a home run when it comes to kind of like evolving what they feel their E3 should be. And it's not like I, I believe EA was was doing stuff in in other venues last year. Yeah, um, yep. two years ago too. Uh, both both last year and two years ago. So it's not like they're doing anything that like no other company has done before. They probably looked back at it, saw that it was successful for EA. They kind of get away from that traditional E3 showing. They can kind of uh, I guess flex their muscles, spread their wings a little bit, try different things. And I- I'm really looking forward to it. I, I called this like uh, early 2017. I was like 2018 because, you know, 2017, everybody's like, oh, there's no games on Xbox, which is uh, absolutely asinine. I was playing my but, Xbox. I don't know about everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I said, well, 2018 is going to be a-, a killer year for Xbox, but not just for Xbox, for like, console gaming and the gaming industry as a whole and it just looks like uh that's all coming to fulfillment now um i'm I'm predicting that they're going to talk about mixed reality 
and now they have like a whole venue where they can have the games in one section. They have the mixed reality going on in the other, and they they could really show the future of the console. And I, I'm excited, man. Yeah, that's an that's actually an interesting angle about the mixed reality thing because you know when they kind of release this information, and you know I'm I'm pretty decently familiar, you know, going to E3 and going to actually a few other events at the Microsoft Theater in, in my past. Show off. I know. <laughs> you know <laughs> Good thing the camera's not on because I did actually brush my shoulder off a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, being a little being familiar with the space, it is a huge space. Like it's way bigger than any singular company booth at E3 to have this stuff, and it kind of makes you wonder, like like you said about the 2017 narrative that there are no games. Like that can't possibly be true in 2018. There must be something that they have up their sleeve that we don't know about, or there must be something that like mixed reality that takes up more space that they need more space to really demonstrate it to, you know, uh, an appropriate amount of people. Cause you know, why would, why would you take this much space? You know, I understand you want everyone to play your games. You don't want long lines. You want bitch, people bitching and moaning. You want people to be, you know, having a good impression of your show. And I understand from experience that, you know, standing in line at E3 really sucks. And if a game isn't, like, incredible and you stood in line for an hour and a half, two hours, you're going to think worse about about that game. And now they're essentially having this huge space. They're going to have undoubtedly tons of demos of their newer games going at once. Um, and you know, you're not going to complain about not being able to play this stuff. And you know, that's going to lead to people like us giving it better impressions and Microsoft getting essentially free publicity. Uh, that's essentially positive right from the get go because the lines aren't going to be long and it's not going to, you know, be cramped and crowded and smelly and everything that people complain about at conventions. <laughs> Xbox, you know, from PAX last year. I mean, some people oh were rank, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I, I, I let people live, you know what I'm saying? Different, different traditions, different lifestyles or whatnot. But I can see exactly what you're coming from. I can just imagine at E3, it's probably like, you know, 10, 20 times more than what it was at PAX East. So to be honest with you, PAX is more crowded than E3 on the whole but at the same time the people at e3 like i don't know if they're cutting costs because attendance costs a lot and staying there costs a lot and they're just you know cutting costs on like shampoo and like staying in a hotel room (laughs) or some shit but you know they get to the point where some of these people are just really stinky for being part of the you know industry if you will um well isn't it summertime so it's gonna be hot yeah that's true too yeah it's it's hot in la yeah no that's true that's true last year was actually kind of cool Dude, it gets hot and humid in Connecticut, and I always smell like my cologne, which is Curve Crush. Which wow, is a, a what really... a fucking advertisement that was. Jesus. Yeah, there we go. Sponsored by. Yeah, <laughs> no, right? no, no. Yeah. Hit us up. Hit us up. We'll take anything. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Clowns and Assassin, what do, you, what do you have to say about this news? You think it's awesome? You think it's not that big of a deal? You think it's going to be the thing that makes Microsoft kind of win E3, if you will? I think a bigger location won't make them win E3, but it, at least more people can go watch the show. Like, you know, I always wanted to go see the, these conferences, you know, it's so far away, so I'll never be able to. But now more people can. You've told the stories of how people had to wait in line for like the whole day or night, and then they get disappointed. Now that isn't an issue, but there's more seats. Yep, more seats, more room for lines, more room for demos. 
Um, it's the it's essentially their sponsored venue, so I'm sure you know whatever they want to do. A lot. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And so I, you you know it just it just makes a lot of sense. What were you gonna say, clowns? Go ahead, bud. I, I don't think it really matters anymore where you set up space. Uh, a lot of people are moving space off of the E3 platform floor and going to different theaters anyway. So it's not, you know, nobody's going to win. It's not like a winning contest. It's like, just drop some good games, everybody. That's it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think having, uh, well, I don't think they would, they would make a move like this that is, you know, not necessarily unprecedented because like what you and Xbox just said, you know, EA has done it, you know, Bethesda's done it to an extent. You know, other people have done this, but I mean, this is a massive space. And if you're making a massive space for, you know, uh, you know, Connect Adventures 2 or some shit, then that's not a good look. But if you're making a massive space for like, you know, tons of demos of Fable 4 or tons of demos of a new Splinter Cell that you have the rights to or, you know, mixed reality like Xbox kind of saying, then, I mean, that's a totally different story. You know, that's... Oh, so we, correct, we, correct we, me if I'm wrong. Is the Microsoft Theater like a basketball stadium normally? No. No. That no. is no. So it's just their property? Um, yeah, it's this. It's this sponsored like convention hall slash theater slash function space. It's a multi floor function space. So they do have a theater in there. They have multiple floors of space. Um, you know, it, it's it's just multi use. You know, there's it's it's not just one big open space, kind of like the convention center. It's got multiple floors, um, areas that can be kind of like converted into different use spaces, like what they're gonna do. I'm sure for the for the uh, conference and whatnot. So they really can do whatever they want with it. I think because it is essentially you know their sponsored property. Hey, uh, so it's for- cheaper. Yeah, it's definitely cheaper. If it's their sponsored property, then they're definitely getting a discount for that. Um, mm-hmm. Inferno, I was just wondering if I could uh, address uh, HTK in the chat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked if 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 I think we're going to see Oculus on the X. And within this demonstration, I think they're going to focus on uh, HP and Acer, who have made uh, headsets, uh, mixed reality headsets, like specifically for Windows. So I think you're going to see those running on the X. They might do kind of like an extra added feature and show the Oculus as well, saying, you know, it can handle if you bought this brute as well, you you can use this. But um, with Oculus, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, that's basic. It's just virtual reality. That's not yes. that's not augmented. Uh, right. It's not augmented and VR put together. So I think they're going to focus more on you know, their kind of claim to fame in that space, which is mixed reality. So I think they'll focus more on the augmented and vo- virtual reality headsets in than just a virtual reality headset. Yeah, I would say, I would say they want to take the next step. They have the hardware, they have the partnerships, they have the, um, you know, they have the content in that space mm-hmm. that a lot of their competitors don't have. So I think if they're going to do it, um, to kind of piggyback on that for HTK's question, I think, uh, you know, they have a partnership with Oculus. That's a great thing, of course. I mean, that led to what Xbox 360 controllers being partnered with Oculus. But beyond that, we haven't really heard of anything, you know, too concrete with that partnership in terms of Xbox One. So, um, I mean, they might they might show like I said, they might show it as a feature. It's like, well, if you invested in, in this brute when it came out, like it could run on the X as well. But like at the end of the day, like the the center stage spotlight is going to be on mixed reality. 
Right, right. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And, and, and you know, this this space, like we were kind of saying, this space caters to demonstrations like that because at E3 they had, you know, when PSVR first came out, and even last year they had PSVR demos, like, and they had, you know, even Vive demos um, of stuff like Fallout VR, um, Doom VFR, that kind of stuff. Um and uh, Skyrim in VR as well. They had a lot of those demos. The lines were ridiculous. The amount of space it took up was ridiculous. So, you know, Microsoft knows that, you know, to demonstrate that stuff properly into enough people, then they're going to need a bigger space. And, mm-hmm. you know, people get pissed. I mean, at these events, people get pissed. I know, Xbox, you remember. Clowns, I'm not sure if you signed up for one of the demos, but at PAX, you know, and even at E3, Sony makes you go on your phone and sign up for a spot, and those spots are gone in like 10 milliseconds for the entire day, and people <laughs> bitch and moan about it. Um, and Microsoft probably doesn't want that. You know, They want the ability to let people try all their shit and let them, you know, they don't want people going to E3 being like, oh, I went there to go check out Fable 4, but you know the lines were just way too long and I couldn't check it out. They want people to say, oh, I went to the Microsoft Theater and... I played all the games in like three hours or something like that. You know, it's it's, an, it's another pro consumer, pro gamer move. It's something that we've seen Xbox doing for uh, at least the last what two years or so. Like you, you look at Game Pass, which is you know for you know gamers at home and stuff like that. Every time you turn around, turn a corner, you can agree or disagree with them, but you got to admit the the moves that Xbox. Um, Phil Spencer and Microsoft are making are all pro consumer, pro gamer moves, man. It's been incredible, dude. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, enough about that. I mean, that's a big deal, but we'll probably learn more about what's going to be there, uh, you know, close to E3 time. But uh, other news before we get into the Battle Royale meat and potatoes here. <laughs> uh, clowns, rest in peace. Toys R Us, man. Uh, our childhood has been. Our childhood <laughs> is ruined. Brick and yeah, mortar stores ruined. Can we start like a uh, crowdfund to like save Toys R Us and everybody donate? Yeah, Clowns, Inferno. He put this topic in strictly for you. He wants to hear you cry live on the show. So um, I'm waiting for it, man. I, I think I heard a sniffle just a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm. I'm very sad about this. Now, why you though? Know? You know why? Why? What makes you sad? Just the nostalgia, just the memories it's of a your childhood, childhood thing, man. Yeah, like <clears throat> when uh, I'll never forget the time the Urban Champion came out for NES. Right, that game was hard to get, and it looked like crap, but it was fun at the time. Mm-hmm. And you could drop flower pots f- from like the second floor. Well, my dad went to Toys R Us like after midnight, and uh, he walked right in when they were closed, and he bribed the manager just to get me that game. And then when the Iceman figure came out for X-Men, <clears throat> my dad knew what day the trucks were coming in and he bribed the people that would take the boxes off the truck and we'd come back after 1 a.m. and just get all the figures. Like we would, he would buy them for triple the price and pay them too as well. Mm-hmm. So these are memories that I'm going to lose because Toys R Us is closing and I'm going to miss it. Now, now, serious question here. When's the last time you think you've been in a Toys R Us other than with the with the exception of like going for something that you know is super rare and they have stock of, like if, if you were just thinking like I just went to Toys R Us because I was out and about running errands and I wanted to go in there see what was new. Like when's the last time you think you were in there? Uh, anytime I pass one, I stop in. Really? Wow. Yeah, like St. Pete, St. Augustine. It doesn't matter. Like I'll just stop in if I see one. 
and I'll walk in and it smells the same like the 1980s. And I still miss the G.I. Joe aisles, though. But I mean, it, <laughs> those aisles were large and huge. Dude, and they, I was they went huge, on forever. Huge yeah. G.I. Joe when I was a kid, man. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the YouTube chat, Nerfadomus says, Nerfadomus, Nerfadomus, I could have just totally bitched that, says, my poor <laughs> Nerf exclusives, RIP Toys R Us. Yeah. I mean, Toys R Us had some really cool exclusives too in the day, you know? Like, they were the giant, so obviously, you know, manufacturers were willing to do it. They had, like, exclusive consoles even back in the day, like GameCubes and stuff. Um, you know, uh, like the demos, tapes and stuff that they had and all that shit. It was cool, but it's a different time, man. It's a different time. You know, uh, Lego announced that they're worried about the closure because Toys R Us is a huge Lego buyer. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know you're, that- you're gonna you're gonna see repercussions like throughout uh, the toy kind of like industry when it comes to this. Like, it, even if not a lot of people were going to the store, they still had like contracts with different toy companies that they were going to bring in certain amounts of this toy or that toy, which, um, you know, that's going to take a hit all, all over the country, man. Mm-hmm. And I can assure you that little girl in that picture is not saying later, you know, uh, <clears throat> B-I-T-C-H-E-S. Um, <laughs> probably like, mommy, I want the Barbie doll. Let's go back and go get it. Now, now, you know, I don't have the ability right now live to remove that chat bubble that I added in. But if you could just see the expression on her face, maybe like put your head close up and try to like zoom in on it, if you will. Uh, you can see the look of disgust on her face like, Ugh, what is this place? Fuck this. And that's, dude, that is why it's dead. It's not even dead because of adults. I mean, it is, but at the same time, like, think about what... I'll ki- disagree. No, but think I'll about... Disagree. No, but hold on, Xbox. Before before you do, hear my point out for a second. Think about what kids want to play now. Like, they don't want to play Nerf guns. They don't want to play action figures, G.I. Joes, you know, like, uh, ride on ATVs with a battery in the back, like, bikes even. Like, kids are just glued to fucking iPads, uh, Xboxes, stuff like that. And while well, I'm not... Legos, man. They get no, like, dude. No, Lego Legos. Retailer. Listen, Legos. Legos often what what people do these days with Legos, and disagree with me if you want, because I know it's coming. Legos these days are like a one and done thing. You don't see kids anymore with like their tables with the Lego bucket in the middle, like with kids like making shit every day, different stuff, breaking their things down. They're like building their, you know, Minecraft sets and leaving them up and putting them on their shelf, and that's it. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Um, this is a this is a twofold thing, though. If you think about it, like when you talk about electronics inferno, you have a point. Even though we just bought the ten year old twins, we just bought them two new bikes that come straight with the pegs in the front and the back tire. They they are like excited to get on those and try those as soon as we stop getting snowstorms in the Northeast. But, and dude, um, you should be proud of that because kids these days aren't like that. Like to have kids well, that you've introduced that to and they enjoy that instead of like sitting all day inside and playing games. That's see, that's another thing though. That's another thing. Toys are rust. Like in any industry there, there's always evolution. You know, whether you're on a podcast on YouTube or whether you're in the video game industry or whether you're in the toy market, there's constantly an evolution. And if you don't uh, accept um, that you need to evolve, then you're eventually going to fall back and disappear. And when it comes to Toys R Us, the Toys R Us that I've seen in Connecticut, and I've been to a few of them, 
their electronics departments were horrible. There were like little cracks in the corner of, of the store. Instead of expanding that out, kind of reworking um, your your store around and, and making electronics a more central part when it comes to the Nintendos and the Xboxes and the PS4s and all, all sorts of good stuff, children's tablets. Um, instead of reworking the store and putting that kind of like front and center in there and, and keeping people coming in because you know you I, i'm a parent all right so when you bring a kid to go get something at a store they they want that one thing that you are going to get but they will drive you absolutely nuts for the other 75 things that they saw as well mm-hmm, you see mm-hmm. what i'm saying and, yeah, and yeah. Toy, toys are rusted not do themselves any justice because they didn't evolve with the times man mm-hmm. No, I mean you are correct because I still got the sandboxes right at the front, like they used to, like <laughs> yeah. do. you know those turtle sandboxes. Yeah, yeah. They still got those. Yeah, and they yeah. still sell the sandbags up front too. But you know, it's just a shame. It, you know, Lego ruined them. Barbie ruined them. You know, they should have kept with GI Joe, GI Joe, and Star Wars, and they would still be around today. Listen, I mean, action figures and stuff like that just you know, industry-wide are taking a hit. Whether it's Toys R Us, Amazon, Target, Walmart, wherever you buy that shit, mm-hmm. it's 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 taking a hit in general. Like, we had, in Boston, we had, like, the biggest RC toy car store in the nation, and that just went out of business. And it's just, like, me thinking that, I'm kind of like, holy shit, like, I had, like, five RC cars when I was a kid. Like, me and my brother were outside with RC cars all the time, in the house with RC cars. Like, that was the thing. Well, one oh, of hell them. yeah. I, I had a bright yellow one that had like tank tracks on it. It was a race car, but it had tank tracks. It was one of my favorite like remote control cars, man. I used to go outside and I, I used to flip it over like uh, ramps, do tricks and stuff like until my neighbor ran it over. Yeah. It yeah. You know, there's one thing that we all didn't think about on this panel is that Assassin's Legos will be affected. Listen, <gasps> no, he, he should go for liquidation sales because that's $799. Millennium Falcon and probably like forty three dollars. <laughs> no, can't wait. <laughs> Listen, the, the reason I'll actually go to Toys R Us. I was just gonna say the reason Assassins been quiet on this topic is because Assassins of the younger generation and couldn't give two shits <laughs> <if> Toys R Us <laughs> closes. Yeah, well, even when I was younger, I didn't go to Toys R Us. If I wanted a toy. We went to Target, Walmart. See, that's the other that's the other issue, Assassin. That was the other thing I was going to say. Unfortunately, in in today's day, um, uh, adults, parents are about convenience. If they can pick up something that their kid wants and still pick up groceries and then get, uh, you know, a a set of clothes for a job interview that they're going to have in like three days all in one place. That's where they're going. Specialty stores, they uh they're 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 hurting a lot man yep. when, when it comes down to it yeah absolutely the ceo for toys r us said that one of his biggest you know issues was that amazon he just can't compete with amazon because you know toys r us's retail prices are so high compared to what you can get on amazon for so cheap mm-hmm. yeah wdfc podcast was saying that earlier in the in early in the chat like you know people some people did actually like the setup of toys r us but i mean you know, you got to vote with your wallet these days, and that's kind of what you're alluding to as well, Xbox. It's like you got to, you got to, you know, look out for your own bottom dollar. You can't, you know, it's not like this is a little mom and pop store down the street that you want to support a local business. I mean, Toys R Us is a giant, so you don't view them as such, and therefore, or you have to, you have to view them as such, I should say, in as a competitor to places like Walmart and Target. And I mean, people shop around; it's the right thing to do. And 
you know, along with that evolution, you know, any, they had to charge less money too. I mean, shit. For anybody listening right now, clowns are sending out a hashtag moochin. If you find the Jeffrey Pop Funko ad icon collectible figure, you know, Jeffrey from Toys R Us, send mm-hmm. that my way. I really want one. Dude, now that you said that, that's going to tip people off that it's valuable and they're going to go buy it for themselves, bro. Well, I mean, there's a couple already that are valuable. Like even the Hello Hello uh, Neighbor pumpkin head mm-hmm. already shot up to like 18 bucks and, you know, you don't even pay that much for it. And so it's going to just keep going up and up and up. All these exclusive of Toys R Us, uh, everybody who's watching us, I suggest you go buy them. Mm-hmm. Then send a duplicate my way. <laughs> there you go. To, to your to your old pal clowns over there, man. There, there you <laughs> your, your old pal clownsy boy over here. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So yeah, that's the Toys R Us news. Not quite uh, to the point where you know you're getting like sixty percent off sales, and they're like selling the shelving and all that shit. But I mean, we're we're now in the at the point where they've kind of you know. I, I got to correct your brother, <clears throat> the jizzle in the chat here. Secondly, the Jeffrey one is already rare. Well, it's only rare because Toys R Us isn't restocking them. Back in January, they had thousands and hundreds of thousands to go out. But as soon as they had the financial problem, they pulled back on it and uh, stopped ordering. So that's actually what caused that. And yes, you're right. It is Funko Pop. But you just hate Toys R Us because you couldn't return something. And that's your fault. Not anyone else's. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> the Jizzle does have a deep-seated hate for... Uh... For Toys R Us, and he is, you know, probably having a party right now, unfortunately. Yeah, he is. Like, I can even convince GameStop to take open games back and give me full price for them, including Walmart as well. And Jizzle had a problem at Toys R Us, and he couldn't convince them to do it. Well, that's what happens when you walk through the doors. The first thing you say is, I hate giraffes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey has you on a watch list. <laughs> there you go. He, oh, he says he doesn't hate Jeffrey, though. He, li- he actually likes Jeffrey. That's like the thing he likes. Mm. Interesting. I highly doubt that. Yeah. I want to see pictures of anything Jeffrey you have. Uh, I was just going to say, please go in Proof. and hug that, hug that thing. You know, they used to have like those, uh, they used to have like the stuffed animal. Well, at least around here in, in my area, they had like the stuffed, uh, or not the stuffed animal, the guy in the Jeffrey suit and he used to like walk around the store and shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude, but, I, damn, that's that's going back. That's for me, old though. school. That's old school. Yeah, I was gonna say. I want to agree with Siberia chat. Uh, Siberia in the chat. I agree with you on that too, because my dad used to take me there all the time. I mean, my dad owned a lot of pizza places, so we were fortunate. But I would always get like top notch stuff, rare stuff, right out of the box, off the trucks, and that's one one thing I'm always gonna miss about Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people do have their memories of these stores, and it's true. Like anything, like KB Toys, you know, um, you know, like software, etc., was one that we probably remember. And Assassin probably has no idea what we're talking about. Like Funko Land, stuff like that. Like you have fond memories of stuff like this, but I mean, yeah, you know, the Assassin's Generation missed out on Funko Land too. Like it was so much better than GameStop. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, dude, I used to, uh, in in the mall I used to go to, there was a GameStop there, and then there was an electronics boutique back before they merged both of them together and everything became GameStop. I used to skip over GameStop all the time to go to Elbow. Like, that was yep. that was where I went, man. 
Nice. Definitely, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. TB also had an awesome return policy, too. You yep. can play a game for seven days and still return it. Yep. Yes, sir. And and that's technically still part of GameStops, but they'll fight you, I found, about that. Yeah, and it had, it, with GameStop, it has to be used. Is that true? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. I used to use that as a selling point. I used to use that as a selling point for pre-owned games. I'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah, you know, this game's like, it's like $6 cheaper. And here's the thing. If you bring it home, you beat it in seven days. You don't really want to, like, own it anymore. You could just bring it back. I, I don't care. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. And people would do it. And you know what? A lot of people would just, like, forget to bring it back, too. So even if they wanted to, they just forget. So that was actually a good marketing strategy. If and you that's, to that's how I got. That's how I got Killzone Shadowfall still sitting right next to me. I forgot to bring it back. Nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. It's a trash game. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's like one In of the Assassin's Creed. My, my opinion. Disclaimer. My opinion. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, we got to move on because the meat and potatoes. Of this uh, of this discussion we're gonna have tonight is certainly the bye upright. bye Jeffrey. Oh bye bye Jeffrey. Yes, rest in peace. Later bitches, Moment. as that girl says. Moment of silence. Moment of silence. Briefly. All right. Moment's over. Moment is over. Okay. Toys for us. See you later. Moment of silence. You started hearing. You started hearing the Toys R Us jingle. Like I, I heard the tear and everything. Like there was a montage going on. It is mine right there. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to be a Toys R Us kid. Wow, man! I'm done. That one that you sent us—that one that you sent us—the commercial earlier was like I don't even remember that version. Oh, I remember it. I don't forget it. I used to watch those commercials on TV and be like, "Mom, we got to go to Toys R Us right now." Let me see. Let me see if I can get it to play. Yeah. And by the way, the, if you could post uh, that link in the chat, Assassin is at 10 seconds in. You guys hear that? Yep. yep. Super quiet, though. That, that's oh, a, oh, it was good uh, over here. I oh, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Brought back memory. I'm already crying. Yeah, Klaus is like, yeah, it's great. Anytime I hear that, it's great. Whatever it is. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Anyway, the meat and potatoes of the conversation tonight, the part where I think everyone is going to have a little bit of disagreement in some way, shape, or form is the battle of Battle Royale, ladies and gentlemen. So right now, unless you've lived under a rock, you've you've probably heard of these three games, at least two of them. The newcomer, the Darwin Project, looks good. I haven't really played it, but I've watched a bunch of streams because it's actually, I think, arguably the most streamable of all three of these games. Um, but it is, it is fun to watch, uh, the Darwin project in particular, the other two, like, you know, I'd rather play than watch them, but they are, you know, fairly streamable and, and, you know, everyone wants to play them. Essentially. Everyone wants to play Fortnite. Everyone wants to play PUBG. Darwin project. I'm not sure it's there yet, but I think it'll get there. Cause it looks promising. But anyway, the battle of battle Royale. And before we get into that, let me just, throw up a few slides of what happened today in in this battle um so apparently we got some tweets today from xbox people a few xbox people that PUBG is at five million players on xbox uh which yes, since they gave out uh, a jacket they what yeah. they gave out a jacket they did looking jacket 
Oh, uh, dude, I used to I used to have a, a University of North Carolina jacket back in the day that was that same kind of like uh, Letterman design. So that I, I think that's freaking cool right there, man. Yeah, I didn't see that. I'm going to have to go check that out really quick while you guys talk about this. But anyway, it's, it's a green it's a green Letterman jacket on the back. It has the number five. For five oh, minutes. That's ugly. That's fine. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know what, Assassin? You're ugly, okay? I'm done. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say this, though. This is, I know there's going to be people saying, oh, so what? You know, PUBG's got five million. Fortnite's got this many million. Let's just say something here. PUBG's 30 bucks, right? That means, like, yeah. they sold a shit ton. That's what that means. Yeah, so, you know, congratulations, PUBG. You know, honestly, we'll never get this, but I am curious to see, you know, per five million players on both, right? Like, say five million people bought PUBG, it was thirty bucks. So, you know, whatever, fifteen million, uh, no, one hundred fifty million dollars, right? I would love to see how much five million people equates to in revenue for Fortnite. You know what I mean? Because I know a lot of people do just pay, play it and they don't pay anything, but uh, I do know a lot of people that do buy a ridiculous amount of microtransactions. Um, so I'd love to Sorry, see. Guys. That's me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'd love to see what, you know, the discrepancy is for a free to play game. And we'll get into that in a second, of course, uh, when we talk about like pros and cons and stuff. But for a free to play game, you know, I feel like this is one where people buy a lot of microtransactions, a lot, a lot of microtransactions. But, um, Anyway, you probably saw that slide earlier today. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. Also, uh, Fortnite Battle Royale now is cross-play with everything except Xbox and PS4 together um, because clearly Sony has a problem with that. Um, but reasons. Yeah, reasons, <laughs> reasons. Um, but it's clearly a Sony issue because uh, there was some Twitter talk where um, Phil Spencer said that he wants to see some uh oh this is actually not even the right slide oh there we go um the phil spencer wants to see crossplay between xbox one and ps4 players and fortnite so and fortnite actually responded to that and said we do as well so um so yeah anyway it's out on mobile platforms and it's crossplay with everything except uh ps4 so um anyway thoughts on either of those before we get into like them versus each other thoughts on either of those the the five million players or the cross play or any anything on those two topics i mean uh, at the end of the day like five million uh this game came out what like late last year to have it hit five million already you know from a developer that i i think before PUBG they they weren't even a development team so this was like their their first game i believe like correct me if i'm wrong guys because you know, I come to you guys for some of the knowledge that I don't know. So I think but I, I, I you're think correct. Yeah, I mean, he was an armor three mod before this. This is right. where he got the idea from. So you yeah. are correct. Spot. All right. So, you know, to go from nowhere, no studio even existing. You saw how popular and big the game became on PC and to see it transition over onto the console space. And you got to remember, it's only on one console right now. Uh, I, I do know uh, like. I can almost guarantee it's going to go multi-plat. That's where they want to go with this. So for now, it being on one console, it's already up over five million. Like that—that's incredible, man. When you think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, you expect 
you know, not to say that you expect the success on PC, but there's a huge pool of players on PC and a wide variety of uh, hardware configurations that you can, you know, uh, you know, people with differing PCs can play, you know, play this game at some capacity together. And you kind of expect the numbers to be higher than Xbox. So, you know, say what you want about the numbers on Xbox, not, you know, I mean, there's people still playing. There's people still playing Counter Strike on PC. So, right, I, right. once once a game kind of once the PC gaming community gets their hooks into a game, once the game becomes popular, that longevity the longevity of that game on PC, like PUBG, can last like absolute years on on PC. Which is you know that's it's cool that that's where they started. I mean, that's you know if you can get that that community going with your game, then you at least know you have support on the PC side for a long time. Right, right. And so, yeah, so 5 million players on Xbox, and they list all these other numbers as just, you know, ridiculous hyperbolic fluff. But, I mean, it, you know, the, 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 real, the real big news here is the, is the 5 million players, and I, I, think, I think that is a big deal. I, think, I mean, I'm not going to knock it. Inferno, in, in a lot of ways, what we're looking at right now you're looking at all these numbers and I know you said, you know, a bunch of them are fluff, but to me, PUBG is a bigger success than what Fortnite is. And it's for one main reason, which I, I think you, you, uh, you addressed in the beginning, this game is not a free to play. A lot of people are talking about Fortnite and they're trying to come up with things like, Oh, performance and, and artistic kind of like visuals and stuff like that like guys let's just break it down to what it naturally it is when it comes to fortnite it's free to play right pubg created the hype for battle royale which it did if pubg didn't create that hype you don't know where fortnite battle royale would be or if it would even exist but it's free to play i do know my my kids in this house they play it and, and they play it because right now they don't have pubg and they might not necessarily be allowed to play PUBG. Um right. But when it when it comes down to it, it, it's kids will be able to download this even without their parents' consent. And then when their parent comes in to look at it, it's got that cartoony look to it. So that's what this thing, that's how this snowball started building right then and there. It's that it's free and it's it's cartoony. And a lot of parents will just kind of walk by the TV, see it and just be like, oh all right, and keep going. That's where the hype and the buildup was created for Fortnite. And let me add one more thing to that that a lot of people don't consider. Even though I am, I I am going to disagree with you on the, on one thing is that the performance does make a big difference because the performance on Fortnite is to miles you, though, beyond. To you, no, no, of course, to me, to me, yes, and to the majority. I was going to say oh, just one to the majority of the community that is playing Fortnite, and the majority are kids. Performance doesn't mean anything, dude. Well, yeah, you know, Xbox makes a great point here in front of because I'll give you a great example from um, Crossbones, who we play a lot with. He likes Fortnite because it's more cartoony. He says PUBG is too hard and it's more difficult because its skill level is set higher. Yes, yeah, and and that is one hundred percent accurate. I listen. I if if I'm playing one of the two on my PC, I'm playing I'm playing PUBG. If I'm playing one of the two on my console, I'm playing Fortnite. It's only because of performance, and and to me that is a big deal. But PUBG is if you just take well, those two into consideration. Now, those the updates for those what? Uh, a lot of people are saying PUBG is buttery smooth now. 
No. No. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's not buttery <laughs> smooth. Okay, come on. <laughs> come on. I'm not PUBG fanboying. It's not buttery smooth, man. It's not buttery smooth. Is it smoother okay, than when so. it launched as? Absolutely. Okay. Played it recently. But listen, if if I'm playing one and I want a challenge and I want to play and if, if one of them gets my heart racing more and gets me more excited to get a win, it's by far PUBG, like oh, by yeah. a mile. But if I want to just play one casually with my friends, not experience a lot of hiccups and not have a have the thought in the back of my head like, oh, when am I going to get this frame skip? Oh, when am I going to lose a battle because of frame rate loss? Oh, when am I going to lose a battle because of uh, rubber banding and stuff like this? Granted, a lot of that's been fixed, but you know, it it has made a bad first impression on a lot of people, and a lot of people have gone to the the competition because of that. And what I was going to well, say, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, X-Bot. No, I, if, if I could just step in here, and, and I hear what you're saying in terms of performance, but when you look at the overall majority of the people who are playing, those people that you're talking about who moved over to the competition and stuff like that, they're what we call hardcore gamers, all right? That's not the majority of people that are playing Fortnite. Now, people can argue with me all day long, but I, I've just seen regionally and in, in, in in the town that I'm in right now, I see the amount of kids and and uh, that are playing Fortnite. I'm not a shy person, so when I'm at the bus stop with the, with the kids, I'm talking to those kids and, and and stuff like that. From what I've seen here, the majority are children. And and from when you look at like the the Twitch streams and and uh, Mixer and stuff like that, if you look at uh, the chat on the side, you can tell a lot of those people that are watching the game as well are kids. Right. It, it is something that is attracting the kids and the kids don't care about the performance. It's the hardcore gamers and hardcore gamers are always in that smaller number within the community, man. Yeah. I mean, it's listen, I would love for PUBG to have launched into right now be playing at some capacity that's close to, to uh, Fortnite. because if it was, I would say, Forget it because I played PUBG first, and like you said, Xbot, and you're correct. PUBG is the game, and don't don't come in this chat, don't come in my comments here, saying to us that H1Z1 started it or whatever Arma started it. Okay, <laughs> PUBG is the innovator, is the one who popularized it. So for all intents and purposes, they started it. But anyway, the Armor Armor Three. No, no, dude, no, yeah, because, guys, all all you guys are wrong. Armor Three. All you guys are wrong, and this is where my exclusive drops here. Okay. Like when it comes to these battle royales, like I like playing PUBG and, and all that good stuff, but to see more and more of these games come out, I'm actually sad because I realize that this is the influence of mobile games into the console and PC space. And it's it's really sad to me. I remember back in the day, uh, you know say playing pitfall or whatever there's a, a really like light story in that but people games evolved from like pitfall and mario and stuff like that because people wanted more and more story but now with the rise of mobile games and these developers and these publishers seeing how much money is made in that space now we're living in a generation where it's about modes that don't really have a story to them they're real quick pick up and play uh you know, a lot of times they'll be filled with microtransactions, just like the mobile structure. And that's what's going on right now. And a lot of the people, a lot of those gamers out there in the community 
are eating it up. And I'm a, I'm actually, I'm a little concerned when it comes to this because I don't want to see the mobile space completely invade the console space because there, there are things like there, there's a lot of like story and stuff like that that I don't want to see disappear because mobile became so popular they're absorbing it into console and i i don't see anybody talking about this but this is that's where this really all started these like lighter modes and all that stuff it's because of the success of these mobile games man mm -hmm. yeah and you know real quick for any of you guys to answer because this was like one of the things i had in my notes to ask because and i'm glad you brought this up xbox but why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that there is this movement? Is it because, you know, of streaming? Is it because of, you know, people want to play games on the go? Is it because people want, you know, quicker experiences because they're more busy in life? Is it because it's more accessible? Like, why are we getting this movement to, to stuff like this that's or or is it because it's simpler to uh you know develop for and you don't have to storyboard or anything like that and therefore the the returns on investment for these companies are higher because you have microtransactions and the like like what is it that has made this kind of thing more popular because you got to admit this genre was nothing like 2 years ago like literally nothing <laughs> i mean nothing. h1z1 was there but it was like it was for the elite, like no one, it wasn't accessible to everyone. Like this game is now like, I'll put the slide back up with the Fortnite thing, right? The, it, this is accessible to everyone now, you know, Android, PC, iOS, Xbox one, PS4, like maybe switch eventually. Like it's, it, it's so accessible. Uh, is that the reason? Like what, what makes this take over like See? the industry we love? I, I think, I, I think what it is, is uh, a lot of people out there feel that, the community dictates the direction of the industry. Uh, like I went to school for graphic design and for marketing. I can tell you that's not exactly true. And I hate to break it to the people watching or to people, you know, people watching live right now to the panel and to the people who watch this afterwards, we have a certain amount to be said when it comes to the industry moving in a certain direction. But at the end of the day, these, these companies, these corporations, these publishers, uh, they'll either kind of uh, feed us little bit by bit in the direction that, that they want to go. And so we'll slowly absorb their direction. And before you know it, we're, we're going left instead of right. And with this thing, with publishers seeing mobile games and how lucrative they are, they just needed one hit. All these publishers needed was one hit to lean on. And then they are come, everybody else is coming out with their own type of mode for it because this is where they want to go that has the dollar signs. This is where they can make money really quick. And they don't really, at the end of the day, I don't think publishers really care if the game dies out after they made a ton of money. And I think that's, that's kind of what's going on here. I hope, I hope we don't see a lot of like these shallower modes really getting forced into this space because. You know, publishers. At the end of the day, if you're a corporation, your your main definition, your main focus is strictly to make money, man. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. I agree with you. I think I think money is definitely the motivating factor, and you know they don't care how shallow or artistic or uh, ambitious or emotional or whatever that this medium is anymore. It's or a lot of people don't. I don't want to say everyone because it's not true. I mean, there are a lot of indie developers these days that really do put their well if you, know, you notice i said ideas. publishers i said publishers, uh, publishers yes okay yep 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 okay 
I got I got respect for for the developers that love their craft. There there are a lot of developers out there that love what they do. They know that what they do is an art form. And there are a lot of developers out there. It's like, damn, how are we going to make some money? A lot of times it could be just to keep their studio open and and to kind of uh, fund a project down the road where they will be doing what they love. And and I mean as in any population of people, there are people out there, out there in the industry that are just greedy and they want as much money as possible. Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clowns are assassin on this. Um, why it's so popular right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think because, you know, we're moving towards a generation that seems to have less patience. We can see that with the cartoons, they're not as in depth anymore. You know, they go from one thing right to the next, like family guy, um, and kids just don't have the patience. And when we, when Assassin and I play with kids on Fortnite, they don't even have the patience to wait for somebody for like five seconds to ready up. They just kick them. It's just about patience, fast paced, uh, thrill of winning, and all these little cartoony microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is something to be said about the fact that, you know, these games are so quick. And that goes to the accessibility, but it also goes to the like excitability, if you will. Like people want to feel that redemption, feel that uh, accomplishment faster these days. Like a lot of kids, uh, and I, you know, I hate to say kids because it definitely supports Xbox Point, and I'm kind of against them on this a little bit, but I will agree with them on the kid thing. Um, but a lot of, a lot of. Uh, kids don't want to play games that take like 20, 30, 40 hours anymore or games that are, you know, like really difficult. Like we had g- games back in the day, like Mega Man games that you could beat in like three hours, but they were insanely tough the first time you played mm-hmm. them until you learned the patterns. Like people, kids don't want that anymore. People, g- gamers, a lot of gamers don't want that anymore. Even like teenage gamers, um, they, they just want the satisfaction. Fortnite, like... You know, if you last to the end, the rounds are like, what, 20 minutes at most. I mean, the map is kind of small. PUBG, it's a little faster. But in Darwin Project, forget about it. Like, that game is is longer than the two. And maybe that's why it might not catch on, even though it has a lot of unique factors. But Now, Darwin Project, it's not a free-to-play, is it? No, it's not. So, Darwin Project is in game preview right now and it's 15 bucks so it is an accessible price it is between the two giants but if you will it's still it's still not going to get to the Fortnite stature because it doesn't have that uh free 99 right it. right well that, yeah that's true too and it's a little late to the game and it's only 10 people at once playing like it's you know it's it, it's not a hundred but i mean it is extremely streamable like i i, I foresee a lot of uh, streamers really getting into well, it and getting support that way. What are we going to say, Clowns? Go ahead. One thing I want to say is I, I think I've seen an article from, I want to say Good Morning America, but there are stats and statistics that prove that Fortnite is mostly based of a kid-based, um, uh, what do you want to say, uh, population. And uh, good, good Morning America picked up on that. Yeah, but uh, it, it's true that it's true yeah, that... Thank you, GMA. No, no, no. Finally proving my point. I've been telling people on Twitter this. People have been telling me I'm lying. I am not lying. That's what it is. It's the majority are children in yep. that community. Look, look it up, Xbox, because they said one of the biggest concerns that parents have is that Fortnite is stealing their kids. And they're making a big issue out of this in the media right now. Okay, so let me let me ask you something. Let me ask you guys something. If <laughs> PUBG were if PUBG were free. If PUBG That's, were, I've been asking this question. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. What are you going to say? No, no, if PUBG were free, where do you think more people would be playing right yes. now? Yes. Yep. And, and not only more people, but more kids. If it were free? Yeah. I, I think I think uh, when it first lands free, you'll you'll see a huge install. But what, what goes on after that is you don't have that cartoony aesthetic to where the point um some uh some of the kids' parents out there they'll they'll walk by the, the TV and they'll look and they'll be like, All right, hold on, what are you playing right now? Instead of seeing that cartoony bush or, or riding that parachute or using that that jetpack or whatever, they're they're seeing something that looks more realistic, it looks more gritty, it looks yeah, blood more splashing and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna get some of those parents to kind of look up and be like, Hey, what are you playing? So at that point in time, I really can't I can't judge. It depends on kind of like society as, as a whole and, and what, you know, the majority of parents are going to do out there. See, and that, and that's kind of like the perfect kind of like, I hate to say cover, but I, I mean, it, it really is like when it, when it comes down to Fortnite, cause it's cartoony and you got all these bright colors and stuff. A lot of parents don't even know like what their kids are playing, you know, uh, it, it, it'll be a little, it's a it's a little foggy right now because I don't know how many parents would kind of stand up and be like, "Oh, damn, that looks more realistic." What are you doing here? And I don't know how many kids would still be allowed to play it after that. Yeah. Let me let me just say this: like amongst my daughter's friends in high school, right? Like fifteen year old fifteen year old age group. So some of her friends have PUBG, and they're like, "No, it's too realistic. I don't like it. We like the cartooniness of Fortnite because it's more cartoony." Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why kids are flocking to Fortnite. I think if PUBG was free, we'd see more an influx of adult players from like Call of Duty and Battlefield going to PUBG to play it because a lot of those guys only buy maybe one or two games a year. But we're still going to see the majority of kids on Fortnite no matter what. Damn, that's a great point, clowns. Great point, man. And and you know what? Like something that Piro Dusa said in the YouTube chat um, is, is important and it's not just what he said, but it's also a little, it goes a little bit beyond that. He says more people will be on Fortnite because it's not on PS4 and people forget Fortnite gave Sony fans a battle Royale. So you do have more people because it's accessible to more people, but at the same time, like totally exclude the PS4 argument. Fortnite was available on Xbox way before PUBG. Like we talked about this on this show Fortnite beat PUBG to the punch by way too much, by way too far. We got the PUBG announcement. We got the rumors about PUBG before June. We got the PUBG announcement in June. And it wasn't until December that we got some form of debauchery that was how it launched, right? But Fortnite, when did Fortnite come out on Xbox? When did Fortnite come out on console? Like, you got to think. If both of them came out, you got to think of it this way. If both of them came out and they were both free on the same exact day, what would more people play? And I think more people would probably play PUBG in general. I, I, I got I got I to lean with Inferno on that one, man. It, all those all those stipulations put together, same same date, same time, same price point, PUBG would win it, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, remember when everyone was trashing Fortnite because Fortnite had the uh, paywall to get into a quote-unquote beta for what was going to be free-to-play PvE? And now, who cares about that? Because Fortnite was the first one to the punch to give console players uh, Battle Royale. And 
people remember that and people get entrenched in Fortnite and people, you know, are loyal to things that, you know, get them started on that kind of thing. And they, you, you know, it, it, bundle it with the free aspect. They're thinking to themselves, well, I've been playing Fortnite for ages. I know the strats on Fortnite and it's free. Why am I going to play $30 to play PUBG, even though I know it's the best, it's the best one because it was, you know, so widely acclaimed on PC. Now it's coming to console. Why am I going to make that switch? Like what there's, there was not enough for PUBG to, to command that audience, unfortunately, you know, mm. it's, it sucks. But Dude, you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, like when I first started this, like my, my kids know kind of like my views on this. Like I, I'm, I'll mess with them. Now I've been messing with them for, for like maybe three weeks now when they start coming up to me to and, and telling me about Fortnite. I, I try to squeeze it in there somewhere. I was like, well, if PUBG was free, you'd be playing that. So they kind of know my feelings on this. But when I first started that, I, I asked I asked the three kids in the house the question of, you know, if both of these games were free, what, what game would you be playing right now? It was unanimous, three to zero, that they all said PUBG. Yeah. All said PUBG right off the bat. And you got to remember, PUBG created the hype. For battle royale so it's it's a no-brainer in that instance man which is why it's sad that they got beat to the punch so much i mean look at like even console sales right like you know 360 i mean just totally ignore the hardware stuff 360 beat playstation 3 to the market and sold a ton before P ps3 could get to the market ps4 mm -hmm. came out before xbox one uh albeit like a week or 10 days or whatever it was but, you know, a lot of people bought PS4s because it was first in the market. A lot of people were online, you know, bragging about playing the next-gen consoles. You know, being first matters, you know. Inferno, I got to ask you this. When it, when it, when it comes to... Uh when it comes to competing, do you really think they they are indeed competing, or do you think that each uh, publisher and each developer for each of these titles, except for Darwin, because that just came out, but say you know Fortnite and and uh, Player Unknowns, do, don't you think that both the de developers, both studios, they they deem their game a success? I, I think they they both think that their game is a success. I think with the different price points, you're looking at different types of games here, to be really honest with you, man. Even though it, they're both Battle Royale, that price point alone is a game changer in a lot of instances, man. I I, I think I think you're right. I think both do deem it a success, and I think PUBG can rest on its laurels because of how many sales it's had on PC. And, you know, even if Fortnite, you know, released some sort of data saying that their install base on Battle Royale on console blows PUBG out of the water somehow... Even though we just saw that stat that I had up uh, a second ago that, you know, PUBG has 5 million players on Xbox One. You know, if, if Fortnite came out and said, okay, we've got 7 million, right? I think, you know, Blue Hole necessarily doesn't think to themselves, oh, okay, well, you know, we suck because they have that like, PC we're good. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, all right, we're, we're fine. They're like, money stacks right now. Like, what? What? What they say? I don't really care. Hold on. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I do. I do. Th I do think that. I. I agree with that. But clowns was we, telling us we're making it. We are making it. Us gamers in the community, we're making it the competition that that is going out out there right now. You know what I'm saying? We're we're the ones that are comparing the two. Uh, even though in in a lot of instances, especially price point, it's not necessarily fair to do so, man. It's because, and Clowns had a point on this in, uh, in Party Chat, and I want him to get to it, that, you know, it is noticeable that, you know, if PUBG were the only game in town and Fortnite did not exist, 
that Fortnite, that PUBG would have more sales. It is noticeable that because, you know, albeit free to play, whether it's whether it's because it's free to play, whether it's because it runs better, whether it's because it's more. You're still not committing to that. (laughs) Well, no, no, it's, dude. There is. I agree with you on a little bit here because there is a point to it that it is all kids and it is free to play, but, you know. There are other, there are a lot of other confounding factors too, and I know a lo- I know a lot of people who you know pre-ordered PUBG were really excited for PUBG, and then when it came out, you know, even to even to this day, like it just it doesn't feel like it's on the same level in terms of optimization, in terms of, and that's because it's, it, Fortnite got such a huge start, it got such a huge start, and because it's, it's so much more cartoony. The- that it's Dude, so easy. Start though, man. You also got to think. Epic Games are the ones making Fortnite. Who's making PUBG again? Yes, yes, yes. You I, know, I, you have experienced developers that know how to work together as a studio coming out with a free-to-play. Of course, it's going to be optimized better. Of course, they had the infrastructure in place with the Save the World mode aspect to the game as well it's not like they had to go and build new assets and and build everything from the ground up and they're they're experienced and and that's the thing and that's the thing that i think a a lot of people they kind of they jump over that fact as well it's like you know when it comes to player unknown yeah it might not it's it's not running well in certain aspects and stuff like that but look at the the studio and what they did before time nothing so it's absolutely amazing to me to see that this studio came together. Their first title is a success, and you know they're 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 doing what they need to do to make it better to 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 bump up that performance and and to still keep that realistic feel to it, man. I hope so. I mean, I you no, know, I go ahead, I gotta go say though, I I really do think that financial factors into this a little bit too because uh, my daughter, for example, right? She's got a she's got um she wouldn't have gotten PUBG unless I bought it for her. But she was playing Fortnite before that because it was free, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wanted her to play PUBG with me. She didn't even want to use her own money on PUBG, like her own Xbox credit. She's like, oh, can you buy it for me? Then I'll play it with you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's the fact that it's not it's not free and that hurts it. And, you know, even in Assassin's case, if it wasn't free, uh, game share in this situation, he might not even play it right now. Yeah, all right, all right, Assassin. We haven't heard from you. I want, I want to get your, th- yeah. I want to get your opinion on this, please. And I know you play Fortnite probably more than all of us combined. <laughs> I was like, please help me. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well you know, honestly, uh, you know, Xbox. I got to be honest with you. Uh, you know, if we had had this conversation like a month ago, it would, it would, be, it's, it would be totally different from Assassin. Like Assassin, you know, goes through these spurts where he plays one more than the other, and then another one, you know, more than the other the next week. So he's got a lot of experience in both and. Uh, I have a feeling where he's going to go with this. I'm not 100% certain, but um, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot different than what we discussed in this podcast like as recently as a month ago. So, Assassin, please yep. please tell us uh, your thoughts on this. So, right now, I think Fortnite is better than PUBG. Uh, before you ask why, I'll tell you why. Um, so, I, I pointed this out many times before. I'm a colorblind gamer. It PUBG, right at this moment, is so hard on my eyes just because it's dark, it's the greens and the people blend in, it's hard to see everything. Uh, Fortnite is a little you know, better on the eyes, it's more optimized, as you know, Inferno said earlier. 
Uh, Fortnite brings in weekly updates. I know PUBG used to do that. They're not doing that now. They're doing it every two to three weeks. They Fortnite will change up the entire game if they wanted to with new modes. They what they added C4 and llamas today. I mean, the next week they could add jetpacks for all we know and change up the entire game that way. Um, and I mean. At least Fortnite right now has a progression system. While it's shit for people who don't pay, um, it's better for people who pay ten bucks or twenty-five bucks or how much they want to progress in that. PUBG does not have anything except a few credits, which needs to be reworked. And I think PUBG just needs to do more, other than these big monthly updates that might add a map, might add emotes, like. Alright, that's not gonna help me swap. I have a question for you, Assassin. Yeah. I I know like many other gamers out there that you have to be budget conscious when you buy games because of the certain releases that you look forward to where you rather buy versus other games. So in a situation where you had to choose, would you have spent thirty bucks on PUBG when it first launched, or would you have started playing Fortnite at that point? Oh well there's two answers. To this question, if it was on Xbox, I would be playing Fortnite. If it was on PC and I had a better PC, it would be PUBG. Yeah. Because yep. PUBG looks so much better on PC. Not even close to than it. on Xbox. Not even close. And graphically, like when you consider the 4K, you consider the quote unquote HDR or whatever on, on PUBG, like graphically speaking like sharpness or whatever it does look better on it does look better on xbox but uh i mean the fact that i have a 1070 and and i love that i'm going to mention the 1070 right now because of xbox video (laughs) on burnout paradise that he just did um (laughs) well i said 1060 oh you said okay 1060 1060 all right fair enough but uh in RX 580, right? RX 580 and 1060 yeah. earlier. Yeah. So, te- all right. So, I got a 1070 on my PC. And, dude, I'm cranking PUBG. And granted, it's been out longer on PC, so more optimization. I will give you that. But I'm pumping out like 100 FPS on that thing on with max settings at 1080p. Now, that to me, like in a game like that, really matters. And, like, even if, the, even if PUBG were 4K 30 on Xbox in like a rock solid 30, like 30 every single second you're playing the game, no frame skipping, no rubber banding, none of that. It would be, it would be a no brainer for me. I would still play PUBG, but like you just said, as hasn't, I mean, it's just not as solid. It just really isn't. And it's a shame because like we all agree, it was the innovator. It was the thing that really created all this buzz. You know, I, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that I know that a lot of people lately are into FPS and HDR and 4K. And I, I, and I hate to say this, but I think that's kind of like more of the elitist out of gamers, not even hardcore gamers. I think it's more of an elitist thing because I'll still go back and play like Sonic the Hedgehog with glitches and I don't mind it at all. Frames per second doesn't matter to me. I'll even turn Fortnite down to 30 frames per second. No, it matters in shooter games, though, compared to Sonic. No, I, I honestly think it's just an elitist thing. Xbox, well, come know, on, I, you I, I, I believe, Hold on. I, I, believe, I, I believe that, you know, what it, 
Inferno believes what he's saying right now. And I believe that he is knowledgeable to the point where, yeah, that, that makes a difference. But we also got to kind of address the elephant in the room that there's a lot of casual gamers out there because of the sway in the community and what people talk about with games that they're not talking about a lot of the fun factor anymore. They're not talking about the story here, the story there. It's all about graphics. It's all about uh, frame rate and everything like that to people that don't necessarily even know what the hell they're talking about. It's just the, the narrative has been turned in that direction to the point where even casual gamers are talking about it and they don't even know sometimes they don't even know what fps really means yeah, yeah that's true like that. so per first person shooter <laughs> yeah very good very good very good no i mean i i agree with xbox and i do agree with you inferno to an extent and i think you know someone like you and the jizzle who invests a lot of time into like audio and and video it's different because you guys know what you're doing um, you enjoy it more. It's better for you guys. But I think like Xbox said, for the casuals out there, they're just getting swayed. And a lot of streamers like the frames per second. So they'll talk about it just because it makes their streams look better. Um, it helps. It helps to kill people better online. You know what I mean? So like it matters to them and every casual picks us up and like, oh, yeah. So so frames per second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. HDR 10 colors. We need that. And they're probably, they're probably rocking 1080p TVs without HDR. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I know right. I am. Okay, I am. Uh, okay, all right. Okay, put away the put away the HDR, put away the thirty FPS, whatever. Okay, put that stuff away. All right. So you think that casual gamers don't care the fact that the game rubber bands all over the place, and when you get well, within range of like eight players, it just stutters to a crawl all of a sudden. I'm See, a hard I'm hardcore, and it doesn't bother me. No. See, and this is this man. is where guys, do you remember before before the game, before PUBG launched on Xbox, do you remember Xbox sent out that ninja team over the blue hole to try to help yes. get that whole thing situated? You guys don't think that with this new development team, they they, you know, there's a certain way to put a game on a PC and and you know, as people's hardware is powerful or or whatnot is how the game runs personally. But when it comes to a closed ecosystem like like consoles, like the Xbox One um, and stuff like that, there, there's more optimization that needs to be done. They are a kind of like a brand new studio in, in that regard. Uh, I, I feel like uh, not a lot of people, there's people that are fanboys that prefer Xbox and stuff like that that will definitely deny this. But I, I feel like PUBG was rushed last year to get on console mm -hmm. and, and that fact is so this way they have that banger going at the end of 2017 into a stellar lineup going into 2018 and they needed something to kind of hit kill that stigma that was going on or at least something that they can point to oh we didn't have games well look at PUBG. you know going into 2018 sold five million you know what i'm saying like they they have something now on paper that can combat that whole uh, you know, kind of like lackluster 2017. And I feel like they, they kind of, they really wanted to make sure PUBG came out before 2018 on Xbox. So this way they can do that. So it, in, in ways there, you have a brand new development team, not really used to, you know, getting used to working together, getting all this stuff, you know, put on a closed system. I, I feel like, you know, they might've rushed it a little bit and now they're trying to play catch up with themselves as well. 
And, and for all those points that you made, I, I cut them slack. You know, I do cut them slack. And we have some people in the chat, uh, fastback to voice seven says he runs on an S and can deal with those, with those, um, with those deficiencies that happen. And, you know, those deficiencies, I definitely, I certainly, cut. I give him props. Yeah. I Listen, give him props. I, yeah. I give him props for that. Damn. Good for you, man. <laughs> like you're a better man than I, a better gamer than I, um, but Listen, I, with with Blue Hole having problems porting it and having problems getting it running at you know reasonable frame rates or whatever. Listen, I cut them slack. If Epic did that, I would be shitting all over them. I gotta get, I gotta be honest with myself and with you guys that I would. If be Epic doing that. did it, it would be worse because they yes. are an established studio, man. Right, right. So I would, I would definitely be shitting all of them. But now the game was announced in June. Xbox sends that team over. Game comes out in December. It's now the end of March, and the thing runs marginally better. It, 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 you know, I, I just feel like, uh, you know, I feel like you know, it, there's in front ahead. of there's something that that Fastback brought up in the chat before, and I think a lot of people overlooked it. And so did uh, the Iron Lords when they came in. I, I can't remember who it was, mm-hmm. um, but there was a point. There was a point where Epic was helping out blue hole on PUBG, right so we all know this we don't we don't actually know what went down of course because everything's rumor but everything epic didn't do for PUBG, they did for fortnite and they knew where PUBG's weaknesses were listen you know i i mean is that shady yes but i mean you know this is a genre where i feel like this is a genre where there isn't a lot of space for multiple games for one gamer like say say you're you're a single gamer and say you're looking at all three of these games now listen darwin project just came about it's it's really different it's hard to compare it it's it is battle royale but it's only 10 characters and there's a director that can like hunger games can change any aspect of the game at any point and it's very streamable because the stream can interact and do stuff like that it's totally different than battle than uh fortnite and PUBG. but like say you're a single solitary gamer you're not putting equal time into PUBG and Fortnite, right? I think some most people are choosing one or the other to put most of their time into. So it's it's one of those genres where it's like it's not like a standard FPS genre where you can play multiple standard FPS standard FPSs. This is like a a genre where there's gonna be a head honcho and you know you want to dominate. And you know what? It, all's fair in love well, and war, man. There's only reason, one reason why I'm really playing. Fortnite right now is because I got the battle pass. I don't want to invest time into <laughs> ranking up the battle pass. If PUBG had a battle pass, you can damn bet I'll be on PUBG instead. Um, and Inferno, we know the reason why you're in Fortnite is because you love the junkyard. I mean, let's yes, just face it. Yeah, you absolutely. Love going to it. absolutely. Every single round, you love going to that junkyard. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I will. Th- there's one thing I will knock about Fortnite that I don't very much like, and it's more of a problem in solo than it is in, in group. Is that the map is too small. The map is too small because in solo, like especially on PC, I feel like you're swallowed up. Where in PUBG, like you can form your strategy. There's a lot more like, you know, uh, standard shooter strategy involved in PUBG because you can't just build walls in front of you to defend or build huge huts and stuff like that. But like you just said, clowns, um, you know, Epic found all their weaknesses and exploited it and got to the hearts of a lot of gamers and added stuff like what assassin kind of said too with the progression systems and with 
uh, you know, valuable microtransactions and stuff that actually makes you feel like what you're playing is worthwhile, you know, like that's a big deal for a lot of people. You know, it's fun. You know, it's funny within this whole narrative that, you know, we're talking about the battle Royale and we're comparing Fortnite and, and, uh, you know, PUBG and all this good stuff, like say a year and a half from now, the narrative is going to be totally different because, you know, Ubisoft's going to come out with their battle Royale game mode, whatever other developers that are working on, you know, uh, this, this type of game mode in their kind of like full $60 titles. I think Red Dead Redemption might be doing Red Dead Redemption two is, is, is looking into a battle Royale mode as well. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, I think what's going to happen is, you're going to get the Fortnite Battle Royale where the kids are mostly playing because it's free. You're going to get PUBG for those kind of like hardcore people that were were there in the beginning. And then you're going to get like a lot of the streamers and stuff like that, especially the bigger ones that get free copies of games. They're going to move on. They're going to move on to Ubisoft's version. They're going to move on to Rockstar's version. And you're not going to see it so much like in the streams anymore. And it's going to be kind of like those... Uh, kind of like those nuanced semi-casual modes that all right well what developer and what publisher is coming out with one this week like that's what it's going to water itself down to man Mm -hmm. yeah yeah minecraft could certainly learn learn a lesson from this oh my god think about you know minecraft i remember assassin being like oh uh no battle royale i'm checking minecraft does not need it no, listen, Minecraft, Minecraft had... has one. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, Assassin used to tip us off to that shit all the time. What What is it called, Assassin? Uh, Well, it's more based around the movie Hunger Games, so it's Hunger Games. Right. Oh, yeah, dude. I, oh, man, the twins used to talk about that. They used to, they have uh, a couple YouTubers that, that had, they came out with videos about it, man. I used to hear about that all the time. Yep, yep, so... You think uh, you think that you know it came from somewhere, and then somebody else says they started it first, and then this is it's it's weird because I feel like in this generation we've had more of this back and forth about like who started things than any other generation. Like think about the Overwatch versus Paragon thing, you know, <laughs> uh, not Paragon, not Paladins rather. Overwatch Paladins. versus Paladins, you know, like all that bitching and moaning about who started that first and. Uh, you know, it, it, I I feel like, you know, Overwatch obviously, you know, uh, you know, dominated that space, and then Paladins making a comeback. You know, maybe we can see the same thing here. You know, it, it's really an interesting dynamic these days with these like competing games, like directly competing games. I feel like you didn't see that as much back then. Well, it, it's interesting to talk about, but when you look at what Phil Spencer said, I I believe it was the Dice Conference. He said within like. Uh, what do you say, like three years, uh, it's projected that over 2 billion people are going to be playing games like mm-hmm. worldwide. Right. And, and with that instance, um, I know it's interesting to talk about competing and everything like that, but that instance shows me, guess what, guys? There's room for more than one game out there. There's room for more more than one Battle Royale. Like <laughs> At the end of the day, like I play what I like. I cannot... I cannot get into Fortnite Battle Royale, man. Like, it annoys the crap out of me. But with the PUBG, I, I've uh, dropping onto the map. I, I, I feel like I've made it a science on where to drop, and and what to 
what to get and to get ready for when the circle really starts getting tight and stuff like that. To me, I like the strategy more in PUBG than what I've seen from uh, Fortnite so far. And that's why I, I gravitate to uh, PUBG. Not not only that, but the fact that my wife likes to play it at least two times a week and stream yeah. it. <laughs> nice. A week as well. So there, there's always that. But I do, I, I like the strategy of PUBG. PUBG did something in my gaming library that has never been done before. Like, I'll play a game when it's complete. I'll buy it in game preview, try it for a little while, and then stop playing it until it's complete and I get the achievements and everything, like, put into the game. PUBG, I've recorded the most time on that game for, for not having an achievement. I never thought I would play a game that much without, like, achievements and, and all that good stuff. But uh, I've, I've played PUBG a ton, man. Yeah, and undoubtedly, you know, there's a lot more strategy involved in terms of you being in control of your own person on PUBG. Like you need to you need to have a lot more strategy without having that fallback of being able to like just to f- make your own base wherever the fuck you want. Like <laughs> on, for- on Fortnite, you know, there, there's a lot more strategy involved in the PUBG with that. And that attracts a lot of hardcore people and that attra- like yep. a lot of people that want to feel challenged and and uh you know, like I said at the beginning of this topic, uh like an hour ago at this point, um th- you know, that gets your heart racing a lot more than Fortnite has ever done for me. Even last night, like, I was playing on PC last night on Fortnite just for shits, and I won my first solo match on PC, and literally, I've had more goosebumps and more, like, heart racing on PUBG in the final 10 than I did winning that match yep. on solo. hmm So. I, I could definitely see it, man. Uh, like, like I said, at the end of the day, yo, you got Ubisoft coming, you got Rockstar coming, and who knows who else is coming down with their battle royale game modes. Uh, Fortnite is going to be looked at as kind of like that 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 kids community. It's going to be looked. I like. I can almost guarantee that that's where that is going to be going in terms of longevity. Uh, PUBG is going to be like I said, those people who who came in kind of like from the start, mm-hmm. who were psyched when they saw this game on PC, but you know they they had console and stuff like that. That's right. that's going to be the core base of of player unknowns battlegrounds when it comes to console. Is those people that were tracking it on PC just waiting for it to come to console, and then you know when it comes to the streamers the, and, and and those people that get free copies of games, they're they're going to move on, man. Yep. Yep. You know, and there's one thing I there's actually two things I want to say about Fortnite real quick. You know how Assassin has the colorblind issues with PUBG? Well, on Fortnite, for some reason, I can't see like the blue names all the time. And Assassin and our other buddy Crossbones will be down and like, oh, clowns, pick me up, clowns, pick me up. I can't see where they're at because I can't see the blue names. Like, I'm having <laughs> colorblind issues on those blue names. I'm being serious. You can ask Assassin. Wow. Like, I'm like, where are you guys? I can't find you. <laughs> like, I can't well, see the you. one thing Fortnite has that PUBG doesn't, colorblind options. Well, yeah. I'm going to have to look into those. And the other thing is, uh, I was playing Fortnite the other day with, with everybody cross, and I was trying to learn how to build stuff in Fortnite, right? Because, you know, obviously the great game PUBG doesn't have build in it. It's a lot more skill. So I'm trying to learn how to build here in Fortnite. And I'm like, oh, so fast. Too. I know. I'm like, how do I build cross? He's like, you want to fucking build? Go to Minecraft, dude. Minecraft is where you build. <laughs> and then 10 seconds later, he's building like a fort up into the sky with the launch pad. I'm like, dude, you just built. He's like, yep. I was like, oh, you told me to go to Minecraft. 
It's all that. It's because of you, clowns. That's, it's because it's, it's you. <laughs> nice. One thing I want to get to in the chat really quick um, that Lloyd Kabatsu said. Um, he says, normally he'd agree with what we said, or what I said, I should say, about the all's fair and love and war. But, you know, when you have a deal like they had that you mentioned, clowns, um, between Epic and uh, Blue Hole, you know, uh, you give another company access to the code. It's like breach of contract almost. you agree with that, clowns? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, they'll never tell us what really went down, but I, I agree. It depends on what's in the contract, though. If there was some rhyme or reason, you guys know legal speak. The words that we talk like here uh, on the show yeah. can mean something totally different in court and when it comes to contracts and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, when it comes down to it, man, you're you're doing deals with other companies. I don't care if your grandmother is a part of that company that you're dealing with. You want to make sure you know exactly what's going on the the wording and everything when it comes to the contract otherwise you're just you're putting yourself out there to get screwed basically then absolutely and that's right. where that's where blue holes you know immaturity as a company because they're a new exactly. company a small company that's where they could probably get ripped off right there and epic is a talented group of people that has been around so long in the industry they know what they're doing yeah, push, uh, you know, push the small guy around. And that's probably, you know, that could have been what happened. And then you'll never see Blue Hole publicly say that because then, you know, it makes them look like a, uh, a chump. You know what I mean? It, they don't want to admit that kind of, you know, they might have been bullied around and and they could have potentially been taken advantage of because, you know. Um, You're like, we'll just move forward. And I mean, like like we said before, both both games are a success. And. Another thing people aren't talking about with Fortnite is when when it was just the save the world mode, that game was dying, which was kind of unfortunate uh, in in my opinion because mm-hmm. I actually I like the save the world mode. I actually like it better than the battle royale. Yeah, I remember you and Mel I'll, checking that I'm out. I'm with you, Xbox. I'm with you on that, man. And and that save the world was dying, and you know, Epic Games they were kind of like, well, what are we gonna do next? And all of a sudden they're dealing, you know, with, with blue hole in that situation. And if it wasn't for battle Royale, you don't know where Fortnite would be right now, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And it's true. And it's, it, it is something that, that goes overlooked is that, you know, even though Fortnite it was the first one to console, PUBG was the first one to really revolutionize this and, and, mm-hmm. and bring it to the level that we all know the genre at right now. So, um, you know, we've been going on forever about this, and I don't want to, like, keep you moaning the point, but it's like they each have their pros and cons, and Darwin Project I definitely want to check out because I think it brings something new to the table. I don't think it's going to catch on as much, but, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, some people do respect the fact that PUBG was the first, and they respect the fact that it is so popular and there is that strategy, but then, you know, like you guys alluded to, uh, you know, free is free, right? Um <laughs> So, That's for sure, man. And, and maybe PUBG could benefit from like a ten-hour trial, you know, or you know, Darwin Project is a two-hour trial. That's a lot for a game. Dude, you would see such a boost in like gamer tags and stuff like that if they did a ten-hour trial of PUBG. Like there would be kids. Uh, I, my, uh, one of our twins, Seth. He he. Something happened where he couldn't get into his profile that he normally does. You know, he games on on Xbox. No lie, I gave him 
two minutes. I, he just said something was wrong. I was like, all right, hold on. I'm, I'm finishing dinner. I go back into the room. He's already got a new profile up and running. He's like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. So can you imagine like with a, uh, like a free trial of PUBG, so many kids would be creating so many gamer tags. There would be such a huge boost in like active users on Xbox Live. It would be insane. Dude. There you go. That shows well for investors. So whatever <laughs> works for me. <laughs> All right, Assassin, take us home on this thing before we end this show. What, what's your final word on this? I want to be a Toys R Us kid. He said, uh, play, Halo, not, play Halo 5. That's what he said. There you go. <laughs> no. That's uh, Fortnite's better at the moment. <laughs> very good. Very good. All right. I think we've been talking we about that. We need to turn it down to 30 frames per second for sure. Yeah. All right, Clowns. Give me a break, dude. You're killing I'll, me. I'll keep that. the 60 frames per second toggle on. There you go. You can keep it off. There you go. It's important to it's important to note that Fortnite also runs at sixty on the uh, Xbox One S, by the way. Um, but okay, apparently no one cares about that. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're gonna. I think we're gonna end it at that because we've been going for like an hour forty. That's longer than usual for us. But Xbox, listen, man, want to thank you for coming back on. And um, I know it's been a while, and I apologize for that. And. We definitely want to get you on more often because, you know, like you said, you're like family to us and we want to uh, let you have the opportunity right now to shout out everything you're doing. Uh, well, I, I got to say, yo, thank you for uh, having me come on, man. It's just, This is one of the shows where I can literally sit back, have a good time, and it's just like a conversation with with friends and, and family, like you said. I, I have a blast coming on here at, at any time, so um, just let me know. And like I said, barring any kind of craziness with my family, I'll definitely be here. But um, uh, just to let people know, I do have a YouTube channel. I don't know. You might have heard of it. Xbox 448. We are doing the YouTube's biggest giveaway on my channel. And all you have to do is you go over to my channel. You hit that subscribe button. You ring that bell icon. And what I'm giving away is true inner happiness. Because once you do those two things... This, this warmth will grow in your chest and it'll just keep growing from there. As you share my videos, as you check out my content, you will, you will gain true inner happiness. That's what I want to deliver to the gaming community. So it's Xbox 448 and uh, follow me on, on Twitter with the same name. I, I keep it simple guys. There you go. There you go. The man himself and next podcast, Saturday nights, usually around seven, right? Seven o'clock. I, I try not to be late, but we do have uh, we have two divas that like to uh, compete before time. So e either the Don is late or or El Mega is late. And yes, I said El Mega because I'm still <laughs> I, I am still mad. I don't know how he could win best gameplay for February. I am coming out like a beast. Yo, check it out this this Saturday. My gameplay is gonna be fire, man. All right, excellent. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah, that ballot bot was bot ballot box was definitely stuffed a bit. I think, um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So you can find us anywhere. Uh, just search four guys of quarters. You'll find us pretty much everywhere. Definitely subscribe and like and do all those great things. Um, if you didn't like it and you're gonna downvote it, I mean, obviously do so. Uh, we want to hear the feedback though, so let us know. Uh, you know, in the comments or hit us up on Twitter about you know what we're doing wrong or what you want to see or whatnot but um yeah uh four guys with uh four gwq podcast rather on twitter so that's the only different one but other than that i think we're out of here peace out clowns nice avatar bro
Later. Thanks. <laughs>